Welcome to the latest Progress with Unity podcast. And uh, we've got, before we start this evening, we've got a bit of news to share with uh, the listeners. Uh, two people missing this evening. Dan, Dan isn't here. Unfortunately, he's got a cold. Man flu. Or man flu, yeah. And uh, the other one is Paul. Uh, Paul's got a really genuine reason for not being here. His wife's had a baby. Uh, fantastic. So I think we should uh, give a round of applause to Paul and his wife <laughs> on the birth of their second daughter. So that's absolutely fantastic news. So well done, Paul and Georgina. So well done. Um, also, Mick's not here, but we don't know if he's just running late or uh, he's just not bothered to turn up because we know what Mick's like. He, he does what he wants anyway, doesn't he? Erratic. That's a good word for him, that right? erratic. Yeah. Anyway, right, so without further ado, let's crack on. We've got Gareth. How are you doing, Gareth? Usual. Alright. Adam? Good, thanks. Simon? Alright. Rob? I'm alright, perfectly dead leg and swollen arm. Playing football last night. Oh, that, that's alright then. And Catherine? Hi. Hi, right. <laughs> so, uh, Catherine's going to do a Dan impersonation later in the, in the episode, so we'll. We'll come to that at, at the time. Right, so without further ado, we're going to go um, straight back, to, we're going to be transported back to Saturday, where we played Bury Away at Gig Lane, and we're going to have my Straight Off the Terrace review, and I apologise in advance for this, because I don't think it's the best one we've had so far. <laughs> this is my Straight Off the Terrace report for the Bury v Latics game. Well, what can you say? Falling behind again by two goals before we start uh, coming into the game. 2 0 down, five minutes to go. Thought that was uh, going to be the end of matters, but uh, another fantastic comeback, full of euphoria at the end of the game. But what went on before? Um, well, Bury uh, played it very tight, uh, wouldn't let us uh, create too much, even though we didn't really have too much going forward. We were far too deep and too ponderous in our attacks. Uh, and also we lacked quite a bit of quality for his opening goal some people may say it was a defensive frailty once again showing up but I'd beg to differ with that I thought it was an absolutely cracking ball in from the corner by Chris Hussey uh, delivered it a perfect ball onto the head of Cameron who powered in his head and uh, for the corners they had three corners and each one was uh, had a quality delivery I think we had about 11 or 12 corners and we didn't, I don't, can't remember us beating the first man they were shocking they were absolutely shocking and, and, and that was it was our delivery which was uh, a really uh, big letdown in the game and it really um, it, it did waste some great opportunities to blame for that Rhys James and Michael Jacobs and Max Power um, neither, neither uh, well, none of them could could find any quality. So that was a big difference for me in the first half. Perkins had a really good game; he was buzzing about everywhere. But uh, again, going forward, we just I don't know. It's uh, we we lack something up front. Uh, Johnny Wheeler runs run his socks off, but his running weren't intelligent. He was running down blind alleys. He wasn't showing short for the ball or holding it up and uh, the big centre half had, had him in his pocket different story when Grant Hall came on uh, the first thing Dalty did was foul the centre back and started to bully him just what we've been lacking why Craig Davis has been out some some strength up top he held the ball up He's not. I know Walt's not everybody's cup of tea but he was full of experience and uh, boy did he make a big difference I thought the goal was his but apparently um, people around say it wasn't his um, and it was an own goal but either or he put the pressure on yeah he, he made a massive difference I think the game was screaming out for Junior now whether he's unfit you know his fitness levels aren't there but oh, we needed that we needed that uh, zip going forward and it didn't come until he came on Caldwell moved Jacobs out wide right and put uh, Junior in the middle and it was a massive difference it was uh, I know they went a man down and it, you know that that helps as well uh, they was wide open then um, but uh, yeah so uh, we came back and a, a good strike by Morgan the supporters at the back of the goal going wild uh, no beer on sale no beer on sale our reputation starting to go uh, ahead of us now so there's something the fans need to be aware of I think uh, as far as the behaviour is going it's great having a you know being uh, having a fantastic time but just just uh, something to bear in mind we don't want to 
uh, not be having any beer at football grounds. It's not on. Pleased or not, uh, before the game, I was quite happily taken taken a point. But to be honest, uh, Bury are not a good side, and they're up there. I've not seen us play a good side yet. I've not been. To, I didn't go to Gillingham, so I can't comment on that. But every team we've played so far this season have been nothing. We we could have we could quite conceivably won every single game we've played by the Zillinger one which I've not seen so uh, it is a bit of a bit of a, a, a letdown but anyway onwards and upwards um, we're doing alright I suppose uh, three points outside the playoffs I think and um, you know still in touch buzzing in a way because of the <laughs> the comeback at the end it's just fantastic just keep doing it week in week out I'd like us to, to be winning these games, well, that's the only thing. And we could have won it at the end with Tim Chow's effort. How did he clear that off the line? I have no idea. I think it was a goal all day long, that, but they did well to get it get it clear. Yeah, it was a fantastic day. I really enjoyed it. Uh, this is entertainment. People who say this isn't entertaining football have no idea what they're talking about. This is thoroughly entertaining entertainment. This is what we pay to go through the turnstiles for. Uh, we come out with a bit of disappointment and frustration because we're not winning the games, but that doesn't shouldn't take away from the entertainment uh, value. Fantastic stuff, uh, and it's an absolute pleasure following this team this season. Ah, sorry about that. It did go a little bit, I know, but uh, yeah, I'm a bit carried away there. Gareth, before we delve into matters, uh, have you got the stats from the game, please? Yes, the stats from the game: Bury versus Wigan Athletic. Possession: Bury managed 42 percent. And Palatic's 58%. Bury managed 6 attempts. Latics 18. On target, Bury 3. And the Latics 5. Corners, Bury had 4. Which, as Barry said, were very good. And we had 11, which weren't. Fouls committed 16 by Bury. And 3 by the Latics. Bury managed 5 yellow cards. And Wigan managed 2 yellow cards. They had a red card, which of course changed the game. We didn't, and the score, 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Right, so uh, pick the balls out of that lot, what do we make? Goals, Holt, Junior, Formation, Fans, No Beer on Sale, Flickcroft, The Referee, Burnett Fall, loads to talk about, where do we start? Adam? Uh, I'd like to start with Flickcroft. Off you um, go. He said that they had control of the game without the possession. I don't get it. Like, how can you be in control of the game without the ball? I mean... He was saying he was in, in complete control of possession despite not having it. So, just like to point that out. Yeah, and he, did, he had a bit of a moan about the referee as well. Yeah. Who's, who's could and probably should have sent off at least two, maybe three of their players before yeah. the red card came out. Leon Burnett, deliberate and ball. Not Leon Burnett. Leon Clark, deliberate and ball. Gives the free kick. Doesn't book him. Deliberate and ball. And then moments later, he does the same thing again. This time, they didn't even get a free kick for it. Could have been off though. He's getting up, I mean, Leon Clark's getting up there with Brian Dean and Sean Gota for me on hated footballers. I just, you know, despise him. But it's not just like Flickcroft as well. The whole, I think, the whole of Berry thought they were a god given right to win on Saturday. Because you see about the Twitter, um, the official Berry uh, Twitter saying about uh, Chris McCann comparing him to Tom Daly for uh, the dive that he made and you know that he'd been, he'd been scoring really high in a swimming pool you know it's just a bit pathetic you know it was pathetic but it was funny as well uh, yeah. it did make me laugh it, yeah. that, that comment but I, you know I just think we need to have a reality check you know yeah. and like I think you you mentioned there's not been many teams in this league where you've sat there and gone you know these are pretty decent they are all beatable yeah yeah without a doubt without a doubt um Grant Salt came on Rob yeah uh, brilliant to see him back I thought you nailed it really I thought when he came on he had a massive presence up top something we've lacked like I said again since Davis has been missing and I think they're going to be two key players when both fully fit for us all Davis I wouldn't expect them both to be starting together but if you've got one of them at least one of them fully fit and with Grig up top with them think we're going to be an handful. I think that's what we've been lacking in previous games. Lack, you know, lack of a goal threat. Uh, Walsall game, which when we didn't score, did we hold them away? Well, that could have been dead and buried in that first half. We didn't take a number of chances. 
and on Saturday Hulk comes on, changes the game. It's great to see him back, and I think Mick will be really pleased. Well, yeah, but he's not here tonight. And then we have the comedy moment in the game, uh, Catherine. Leon Barnett. Oh, I thought he was going to talk about a ball boy. A ball boy? Yeah. Oh, well, we can talk about the ball boy, <laughs> Catherine, then. Go on. Who was the ball boy? Rob? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. It right. was. Did a better job than their ball boys. Well, they celebrated, didn't they? They did some celebrating. Their yeah, ball boys. Yeah. Yeah. And they did some standing still, not doing anything. Yeah, and they nearly uh, got a couple of players sent off as well with a bit of a scuffle over. Well, Polly got sent off, didn't he? He got yeah. sent to the stand. Yeah, I like Caldwell's comment about comment. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> what, just, just remind us what he said, Simon. Uh, I can't remember the words exactly, but uh, along the lines of they're not going to miss him because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. That's what it was, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so. <coughs> but it's good that they've got that little bit of uh, camaraderie going between them all. I think we get knocked sometimes for our backroom staff and I think there's something to be said about the toged- togetherness of them and, and having that crack. Where was Graham Barrow again? Is he, does he not sit in the stands and watch, watch the, the game? The game. Mm. I think that's an important thing. If you can see it from above, you can see the pattern of play. I've noticed him at the DW, he's in the, you know, the gantry, yeah. down towards, we played last at home, didn't we? He was down towards uh, our defensive area in the second half. But, so, uh, yeah, he does pop up, doesn't he, then, halfway through the second half, like he's there. Just end up. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, I mean, that could be very well a, a Caldwell comment. Uh, yeah. uh, not comment, Caldwell tactic, and he, he's, got, he's using him as his eyes up and making sure that the pattern of plays, though. Yeah, yeah, I think you can see the game better from, oh, yeah, from yeah. above. Yeah. Well, yeah. Allardyce is, is up there all the time, isn't he, when he's, when he's mm. managing, and uh, there's quite a few managers. Yeah, there's do a, that. a lot of them have back, backroom staff up yeah. there, haven't they? Yeah. Be a good one to ask him if you get the chance to speak to him. Yeah, well, for those who don't know, there's a meeting with Gary Caldwell, which will be going out as a podcast special later in the week as well. Um, and, yeah, it will be. I mean, uh, there are some fans who, who think that uh, Graham Barr is pulling all the strings and he goes up there and he runs down and, and uh, organises the team when he comes down. Well, it's just a lot of idiots. We have some idiot fans, don't we? Anyway, going back to the comedy moment, the Leon Barnett. Leon Barnett falling over the side. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? What do you make of that? I don't think he had enough pitch to stop himself did he? I think it was just one of them things <laughs> it was things. so funny it was like a windmill at, at one point his eyes were going and he just oh, he, he was one of them wasn't he? he was on the on the on the precipice of it and then he just couldn't stop himself and over, over he went oh, it's gone viral as well that on social media gone viral it should do as well it's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your ball boy thing oh, on, yeah, uh, yeah the, the ball came over for a corner in the second half between all down uh, so I showed a bit of urgency, you know, trying to trying to speed the game up, and none of our players seemed to want the ball, so I decided to shout at one of them, saying, "Who wants the beep in ball?" And uh, who was the player? Uh, Jordi Euler, and I started to skim the ball at him. <laughs> there you go, son. Crack on. Crack on. Yeah. Thanks, boss. Well, I think I think he was a bit scared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, quite a few lot of players were because there was no seats was there for a period of time for a large section of our travelling support no no it's, uh, it's a ground what we're we going for us gra- your ground too small yeah. Yeah. we could all sing that often didn't we? no <laughs> a bit ironic it's good isn't it it's good when, when it comes our way Gareth listening to everybody talk I'd just like to pick on, up on three things that haven't been mentioned and I feel deserve a mention well, the out one last, but I'll mention it again. Point one, another two goals start away. Yeah. Not very good, especially considering. But like Barry says, the delivery, certainly for the first goal, was second to none. It was a terrific delivery, and the striker took it well. But it's a worry going two goals down. Second one, which I'm surprised hasn't got mentioned, Yannick. In the first half, I thought some of his runs were terrific. Give him, give him the ball and let him have a go. You know, people are just terrified of him. The yeah. defenders are closing in on him, which for me should be a ploy because if you're if you're a player around him, it gives you more space because you know he's running so well and defenders are, are, are rushing to try and stop him. I think we should play on that. I think he deserves a mention. Certainly, first half, I think he was terrific. Very intelligent. And yeah. the third thing I want to mention. 
is what a fantastic end to that game. The last five minutes was, was, well, was superb, wasn't it? Yeah, well, we were, I think we're all there. One of us wasn't there. It was just great to be a Latics fan. Yeah. Sorry, point four. Quite a few Latics fans missed it because they went. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. did the Wigan Wall, didn't they? <laughs> Two down. <laughs> you know what we're like. Even if you don't, why go? But you know what we're like this season. Yeah. Yeah, I was very surprised at that, to mm. be honest. We're a 90-minute team this year, aren't we? Which is yeah. a bonus. It's a bit of fresh air this season, I think. I know there's a few people whinging about the style and the form, which I'll, I'll, we'll come to in a minute, but it's just entertainment value alone. I mean, you, what do you go to the football for? To be entertained, isn't it? Firstly and foremost. And if you're not getting entertained this season, then... It's superb, isn't it? You compare it to... You can't, I can't think of a season like it really where we've been so many games losing by two goals with a short period of time <laughs> coming back great away days it's just a breath of fresh air it's like it's like uh, sort of when we was on our way up to the Premier League all of years ago it's got that sort of feel about it where it's uh, it's just really exciting and mm. it's tremendous value well, it is, it's cracking value. I mean, we had the highest away following, didn't we, in League One yes. this weekend, the second highest in the two leagues. It was only Portsmouth who beat us. They play Cambridge. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's. Even in comparison with distance travelled, we still smashed, you know, our league hmm. away following. People, like I say, it's the feel good factor. People are enjoying going to these grounds. We've got some, uh, some tasty pictures coming up as well, haven't we? I mean, check away the, the Peterborough one, which is midweek, but we've got Rochdale coming up. Yeah, Bradford. Bradford City, got Barnsley not too far off as well, you know. All in that little M62 corridor, isn't it? You know, where, I mean, that's what we talk about when we talk about, about the rugby, but it's there for us to exploit as well now, isn't yeah. it? And, it? and I think we are doing I don't think even the Rochdale game on TV will dent our away followers, because people, you know, um, it's half twelve kick off of the early game, aren't we, on that? Yeah, um, so I, d I don't think that'll knock our away followers. I think people still go because it's new grounds for a lot of people as well. You know, people who've missed that, uh, like my generations and below, who've missed those grounds coming up through the lower leagues, will get those the other chances to go there. So when we go to Scotland, we're on to it. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. The, uh, lunchtime kickoff. Right. Big Lancashire derby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. All right, I'll go. Yeah, Yes. Uh, and Grant Holt going back to his old club. Yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah. And David Perkins. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, we're about the formation then on Saturday. What do you think of it? I mean, it's the usual three come five at the, at the back, isn't it? But there's not five. No, I, I, there's never five at the back, is it? It's, I think it's always four. I think whatever side they're coming down, they drop. They drop, mm -hmm. and the other side tends to push up. Mm -hmm. I'm impressed with Daniels, though. Right back, and I, I know we've had corners were a bit of an issue this weekend. Yeah. Um, but you know, for me, he's putting in some decent balls. If we get Grant Holt back and Craig, or Craig Davis, he can get those balls. Look alright. Yeah, I, I prefer somebody who's a bit more, um, a bit more specialised in that position to play rather than him. I think. Yeah. You know. I um, think we need to play. He's, he's done it well, though. Yeah. He's done for, to co for cover. Can't knock him. Yeah, he's done Can't done it well him. to cover to cover the position. But read a lot over the past few days on Twitter about formations. Oh, Colwell needs to sort formations out. I don't believe in that, mate. I think it's player mentality. That's where we're lacking at the minute, and that's why we keep going two goals down. We need to get in the mentality of going at teams from the off rather than showing a bit of urgency when we're 2 0 down. Rather than just. We have a lot of possession sat there, a lot of possession in our own uh, not in great areas and didn't get probably forward quick enough a lot of the time but as soon as we was 2-0 down they had the man sent off we had the you know we had sort of the spring in our step there we was moving the ball a lot quicker we stretched the opposition but I don't know if that is an element of a uh, possession football eventually tiring them out I don't know if there is an element of that no, I, I don't think it is but it's out there to be questioned. But it's the mentality, not the formation for mm. me. The, the, the only thing that I, I don't like about it, because uh, I do, I, I like the way we set up, but I don't like the two 
midfielders straight in front of the back three because I think that restricts us a little bit and, and we seem to concede quite a bit of midfield um, territory to the opposition though and then we've not got that I think it's different when Junior plays because he plays a more advanced role but when, you, when you've got Power and Perkins together I think it, it would concede a little bit much in midfield though although I thought both had decent games on Saturday but it wasn't that thrusting forward, that sharpness, that, that... It's like your Gerard fit. and Lampard kind of scenario, isn't it? You know, you've got two similar players yeah. playing that position. Like you say, when Junior comes on, he goes like kind of a diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Field, which, yeah. you know, we do have the cutting edge then. Yeah. And that's, I think that the system of the three, the wing-backs, um, is made for the diamonds, isn't it? Yeah. With, with, with like the attacking midfielder at, at the end of, of it. And then Jacobs floating around. He seems to have a little bit of a free role, doesn't he? Jacobs? Yeah, and which you know proved on um, Saturday for the sending off. Yeah, you know he's com- coming in. He's he had his worst game for me. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't brilliant, was he? No, last ten minutes he come it, alive. Yeah, well, that, that's it. Until that point, he had a shocker. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, he started putting quality ball in. Then. But when Junior came on, they moved him out wide right, didn't they? Uh, and then he ended up he took Daniels off and brought show on for Daniels but he, he went more round white and was more specialised in that area and I think that made a big difference so formations are we, are we happy with the formation yeah. and that yeah uh, what about this no being on sale because our reputation is going ahead of us yeah. with uh, mischievous fans pyros and parties I don't I think know. that's down to alcohol to be honest what the pyros yeah. no that's definitely that's not down to Knowledge, uh, pitch, pitch. pitch <laughs> yeah. Well, there is that. Young lads not looking beyond the end of the game, is it? Not realising what's, you know. They probably just want to clip around ear all, don't they? Off mm. people who stood round and said, "Don't, don't be setting them off." That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you could get a three-year ban. You miss. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if you got one when we won the FA Cup? You got three-year ban. You wouldn't have been bothered last season, would you? You've been angling for one last season. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. If you love watching your club that much, yeah. you wouldn't want to run the risk, would you? No, no. Uh, I mean, but like Bury must have lost a lot of money on, on Saturday not selling alcohol. They must yeah. have I think they made it up though. Let I think the town of Bury mm. might have profited. Mm? The whole town might have profited because there was a lot of drinking before the game, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a lot of drinking, there was a lot of drunken yeah, Wigan supporters in there, Wigan Athletic supporters. Yeah, okay. Also, just before we finish on, on, on the Bury game, what a programme they have. What was it called again? The Gig Issue. The Gig Issue, and it's a square, square, square programme. And it's Bonnie Sars and all, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. It was a proper good read. Uh, really impressed with it. Best programme I've seen for a while, if I'm being honest. Two apiece. Would you take that before the game? Yes. If you've got league positions. Yeah, yeah we'll look at yeah. Yeah. Six. Six, on, six on the bench, haven't Six on the bench, yeah. So, quite good. Right, um, just... Uh, a mention of some players coming back from injury. We've uh, Butic played for the development squad this week. Uh, did 30 minutes. They won 4-0. And Jason Pierce has said that he's going to start training again this week as well. He's had the all clear to, from his cruciate knee ligament. He's soon gone over that, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so he's... Uh, that crucial. No, he couldn't. <laughs> play on words there. Yeah. Play on words. Um, so that begs the question, were they all going to fit in when everybody's back? It's a, good, it's a good problem to have. It is, yeah. Can we play 20 instead? Well, Pierce is a nail long starter for me. I think he's. Pierce and Morgs. Yeah, that's, that, I think that's you. Barnett or Daniels? Daniels for me. Should we play Kelly instead of James? That's all I was thinking. Because apparently he had a really good game on Tuesday night. And yeah, he played well. I, was, I wasn't really convinced with mm. James. He went on the bench on Saturday, were he? This is where he comes in. It's like now Flores. I mean, Flores was a. A, d- a shoe in, wasn't it? For starting, and then he gets his suspension, and he's not even in the squad. I either. wonder whether he'll be back in the squad on Saturday. Because was should he have been back for Barry? Could he, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 play. He's played this week, and he for the development with Chow. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon. But I read on the website though, um, which I found very interesting, that uh, some players hadn't played in the development squad. Who you might have thought, which gives an indication, like Don Cowie, gives an indication they're going to be involved at the weekend. So I was thinking the players who played then, who were sort of saying, weren't going to be here. Or maybe it's just uh, uh, Gary Caldwell's tactics to confuse the opposition manager who's confuse going to be the in. the fans. And, yeah, and everybody else, yeah. It would see Jordan back in, you know, I think it's, he's learned his lesson. 
Well, maybe that's what it's all about as well. And it, it's you know. He can't give. He's not. There's no God-given right to anyone in that starting eleven, is there? No. He's gonna start. No. So go away any place. Yeah. You are certainly have. Right, let's push on because time's uh, getting a move on. Right, on Saturday, talking of Saturday, we've got um, we've got Colchester United in town. We've not played them for quite a while. Uh, we used to be one of our regular opponents when we was uh, you know, seemed to be stuck in this this division. Uh, but we, like I said, we've not played them for quite a while. And uh, Dan has done us a preview and sent it through. Like we said, he can't be here this evening because he's got a cold. But Catherine has kindly offered to read Dan's uh, preview on his behalf. <clears throat> Dan's Progress with Unity podcast, 14th October 2015. Wigan v Colchester United preview. Brief history of Colchester United. Formed 1937 following the collapse of Colchester Town FC. Both teams share the same kit. Nicknamed the U's, the latter U. They share the nickname with Cambridge United and Oxford United, but Colchester are the more universally known, maybe. First league game, nil-nil draw, away to Gillingham, 19th of August 1950. A fair cop. In the 1980-81 season, during Colchester v Millwall, Sergeant Frank Ruggles of Exeter Police marched onto the field and tried to arrest Lions defender Mel Blythe for swearing. <laughs> According to the Glasgow Herald, 16th September 1980, Ruggles went onto the pitch to speak to Blythe, 33, who had been shouting at the goalkeeper. Play stopped for three minutes as Sergeant and player squared up against each other. Sergeant Ruggles left after talking to ref Howard Taylor, who ordered them off the pitch. Millwall manager George Petchley later imposed a swearing ban on the team and said police had not been in touch with the club. A bit of a haul. Within two weeks of the 1999 and 2000 season, manager Mick Wadsworth declared that living in Pontefract, Colchester was too far south to drive. Then, directly after the League Cup tie at Sellers Park, joined Crystal Palace. <laughs> a bit of all, part two. Colchester's re record home attendance was for an FA Cup first round tie at Leia Road with Reading on the 27th of November 1948, when 19,072 fans turned up for the game. That was abandoned after 35 minutes due to thick fog. Oh? Did you know? No. Colchester United won the Watney Cup in August 1971 when they defeated West Bromwich Albion on penalties at Layer Road after the teams had fought out a 4-4 draw. Mm -hmm. This was the first time that the trophy in English senior football had been decided by a penalty shootout. Source, Sky Sports Football Yearbook. Oh, hold on, hold on on that one. Latics Links. David Perkins played 79 times for Colchester between 2008 and 2011, scoring seven times. All times, sorry, Wigan's all times results v Colchester. Won nine, drawn three, lost eight. First meeting, Colchester one, Wigan two. 30th of October 1981, the old Division 4. Last meeting, Wigan 2, Colchester 1, 18th of January 2003, Division 2. Goal scorers on the day were DeVos, Little Penalty for Wigan and Joe Keith for Colchester. Latics were first in the league at the time and went on to score 100 points on the way to the title. Smashed it. Smashed it. <laughs> Colchester, 15 stroke 16 record, 12th in the league, 1 4, drawn 4, lost 4, goals 19, 4 against, sorry, 22, sorry, 19 4, 22 against. <coughs> Colchester's last game, Shrewsbury 4, Colchester 2. Shrewsbury came back from two goals down against Cho Colchester 
to earn their second league win of the season. Sounds familiar. The U's controlled the first half with Mark Ellis' own goal and a Tom Eastman's backheel giving them a 2-0 lead. lead. It was a different story for the second half as substitute Tyrone Barnett scored twice to equalise. Fellow sub, I'm sure he's put this in so I can't pronounce it, Sully Kaki, apologies I can't say his name. Sully (laughs) Kaki. Thank you, (laughs) (laughs) Gavin. Also at the break, then raced on through to fire past Jamie Jones before adding a fourth to round off a remarkable game. Source, BBC Sport. (laughs) Colchester's last six results in the league. Lost, Shrewsbury 4, Colchester 2. Lost, Colchester 0, Berry 1. Won, Colchester 2, Bradford 0. Won, Swindon 1, Colchester 2. Won, Colchester 2, Gillingham 1. Won, Sheffield United 2, Colchester 3. Good results in there. Colchester's leading goal scorers. George Moncur, 8. Callum Harriott, 3. Gavin Massey, 2. Marvin Sordell, 2. Stat man. Wigan has the fourth best home record in League One 2015-2016. Colchester have the 15 best away record of the division. For those curious, Latics away record of five points from six games and the worst is the worst of the six. Colchester have the worst defence lead rec- record and conceded 22 goals in 12 games. Prediction. Latic 3-1 win. Perkins to score against his own club. Hopefully, no sendings off. Well, well done, Dan. Well, well done, Dan. Dan. But more well done, Catherine, for reading Well done, like. Dan. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that was a good bit of info there. Um, referee, for those interested, is Steve Martin. Rings a bell, that name, with people. Does it? It should do. Trains, planes and automobiles. Um, Call player. That's Chris Martin, that. He's Lancashire, isn't he? He's from Lancashire. He refereed us at Millwall last year when he sent two players off. Oh, Waggon and... Yeah, and was swayed by the crowd and he had an awful game. He's getting his back then. Yeah, simple. Yeah. Abusing Public (laughs) public announcement, get on the back of the referee. He's refed us four times and we've never won. Oh, he's been in charge. Oh. Uh, This season he's done 11 games, 31 yellows and two reds. So... uh, yeah. Well, it's a good Friday night then before he comes. Well, have you got your odds for the game, sir? Odds for the game. Well, we're evens this weekend. Oh. Um, draw at five two and Colchester out at three to one. So you know the bookies oh. are backing us. Um, first goal scorers as well. Colchester players don't feature in the top seven. So top three are Will Grigg at ninety two, Big Grant Holt six to one, oh. and uh, Craig Davis. They reckon he could be back in. With a shout at nine to two, uh, a draw one all is thirteen to two. My tip of a one 0 win, I think we'll you know sneak it. It's fifteen to two. Two one Latics win is eight to one, and a three 0 Latics win is twenty to one. Right, right. Listening to uh, to Catherine, there, I think they're quite open at the back, aren't they? These concede a lot of goals. They score as well, but they concede a lot. Yeah, I. Uh, Hopefully, see you can see an open game. Gareth, how do you see it going? Team selection, etc. As I said earlier, uh, he doesn't get much. Nobody else seems to have mentioned him but B. Yannick. How do you say his surname? Will Shutt. Yeah, I think he should be in for me. I thought he was yeah. excellent. I thought, you know, he set uh, problems in the Bury defence every time he got the ball, certainly in the first half. Junior, as people have mentioned as well, is another person I'd like to see on Saturday. But whether he's fit enough, mm. only time will tell. Um, would you a win? We're, we're really hard you a win. You know, we probably should have beaten uh, Oldham uh, in this uh, four-game run of draws that we've had. But uh, would you a win? And they've not got a good defence. And we've got many options up front, and realistically, we should win. So is that what you're going for? Yes. Three nothing. Three nothing. Adam, um, I think I agree with Gareth. I'm going to win. Uh, I think Greg will be back after his international duty. So that's what you like to call it. Didn't even get on the bench. 
Um, I think he'll grab a goal, and I think uh, I think we'll uh, have a great game. Two 0 We'll play. Huh? I'm gonna stay with my one 0 I think we'll do it. I'd like to see us get out and done, you know, early on for once, mm. rather than to sit on. You know, even if we're gonna win three 0 get it done. You know, start to think of what we're gonna do Saturday night. Yeah. Rob, it's gonna be a nice scoring game. This. You've got two poor defences at the moment. We're not that great at the back, and they're a lot worse. Um, we've got Alt back. Hopefully, Davis knocking on the door. Rig back off international duty. We've got options. I think we're going to win this 4 2. Sounds like an interesting game. Catherine? That's what I was just about to say. Was it? Yeah. I was going to say, Colchester will get two goals up. And we'll score four. Uh, I think we're just going to do a three 0 So uh, we're all pretty confident, aren't we? We're all pretty confident. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the way. It always is the opposite way. <laughs> right. Um, before we move on to the Peterborough, which um, is the Peterborough game, which we play on Tuesday, um, we've got Simon Gregory with us who uh, has got an important role within the supporters club and we've never taken the opportunity for you to speak about the supporters club and, and, and that side of things Si so I wonder if you could tell you know the listeners a little bit about basically. yeah well it's uh, you know it's been a long running um, club with obviously linked with Latics we're the official supporters club based in the South Stand now at the stadium open from you know two hours before kick off and then after the game, we run all uh, official away travel to every single Latics game, um, League and Cup. Um, and it's you know it's a good atmosphere. We have regular raffles on. Um, we try to get players in when they're released from the club. Um, and it's you know it's a nice atmosphere, a nice place to come down and have a chat. You know, have a bit of a, a moan, thoughts about the the game coming up after the game. And um, yeah, we you know we try to get the lowest price for executive coach travel you know to to away games um, so it's, you know, it's a really really nice place to come in and um, keep our members updated you know you can book everything online uh, we have a dinner every year which I know we do a weekender we're doing uh, South End the 28th of November yeah, that ties in with the uh, Channel 5 into Channel 5 Latics fans who want some Latics fans on yeah. and that, so yeah. I'll mention that in a minute. Anyway. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's good, it all works. Um, it's, uh, it's a nice, you know, nice atmosphere. Yeah. Um, is it members only? It is members only, yeah. Is it a cost? Your membership is £6 for the season, which... Um, it's not going to break the bank, is it? No, it went up for the first time in 20 years this year. Scandalous. Yeah, zero rate inflation and you're putting the prices up. Yeah, um, but that gets you, you know, gets you into the bar on those rare occasions that, you know, we're 25,000 yeah. at the DW. Um, and helps us contribute towards the lower price coach travel, which, you know, compared to what some teams pay, um, is, you know, it's, it's great. I remember seeing, like, York, I think they were playing down at AFC Wimbledon, see the tail end of last season, the beginning of this season, and they were charging, you know, 35, 40 quid for coach travel. The most you'll pay this season is £27. Yeah. Does the sports club get a cut of the uh, bar takings at all? Get nothing, no. Do they not? No, oh, it's that's... a non-profit making organisation. Right. Um, so we... the club, the club <clears throat> sort of take advantage a little bit out of it? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, not do... being like, skeptical, uh, having a go at the club, but... You, you, no, I mean we, we get stadium prices for yeah. pop and beer and stuff like that, but now it's all... Um, and food's on as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they do, they do a little uh, like pie, peas, pie and peas and things like that. And then we any money that we make from the raffles and stuff like that, we put back into uh, the charity, uh, our local charity at the minute, it's the Storehouse Project. Yeah, very good. Which we give, you know, we had an event on for the Warsaw game, bring in tin food, stuff like that for the Storehouse Project. That's you know, excellent, so we do, excellent stuff. Do work locally. Yeah. Yeah, that's an idea. Have you thought of putting pantomimes up for the kids or anything like that? There's one on every, th well, every other Saturday, three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there isn't. I'm hoping he said that. <laughs> oh, yes, there is. Oh no, there isn't. Oh, it's behind you. No, it isn't. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Oh. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's it's, it's alright. Nice uh, nice atmosphere, and we have the football on whatever games are on. Excellent. Beforehand. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thanks for that, sir. No Thank you very much. And uh, you just come down and pay on the door. Yeah, come down. Just come to the kiosk, get your membership card knocked up, and in you go. How many uh, members have we got this season? Um, I think we've broken last season's um, number. Right. Come take us off my head. Right. Um, a few hundred. Uh, yeah, up towards a thousand. I think, right, brilliant. So it's getting up to Premier League numbers again, which is good. Yeah. Um, so it's it's worth it, you know. Get those chances that we got to Wembley, cheap coach, travelling, all that. But uh, you need to be a member. Yeah, right, okay. That's brilliant. Right then, okay, we've got a long trip on uh, Tuesday down to Peterborough, which uh, we've been debating whether it was in Essex, Cambridgeshire, Lincolnshire, Norfolk, Suffolk, or uh, somewhere else. And uh, we think it's Cambridgeshire, do we? Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. Or is it Essex? We said it weren't no, in Essex, no, didn't we? No, definitely not. You said it, didn't we say it was the only football league club in Essex and we said, well, it's not in Essex, so it can't be? Um, I think you did say that, Rob. No, we was, we, on, we was on a bit something else, though. Colchester. We was on a bit of Colchester. Yeah. Oh, we was, yeah. And yeah. Then we realised it was uh, safe end. It was safe end, yeah. right. <laughs> right, yeah, right, I've got a, a preview of the Peterborough game. Latics face a long trip to Peterborough on Tuesday when we play the posh for the first time since March 2001, uh, when a Mark Arbour own goal in the 82nd minute got the lads assured of the points at London Road, and it kept us in first place in the old Division 2 table. They are known as the Posh, because, does anybody know why they're, they're called the Posh? The Posh? Because they are Posh. Well, it, back in 1921, Pat Turrell, who was player manager of Fletton United, who went on to become Peterborough United, um, announced in the close season that he was looking for posh players for a posh team and um, they, became to be, they then came to be known as the posh but it was in a derisory manner that uh, they was called this uh, but the uh, supporters adopted the name and they turned uh, a, a derisory name into a positive like, like has happened with many words over the years, hasn't it? <clears throat> Peterborough and Fletton United folded in 1932 and the present club was formed two years later in 1934, which is two years after the Latics, so we're, we're actually older than Peterborough United. And they joined the Midland League and the first game was against Gainsborough Trinity, a team we've played many times in our non-league days. And that was played on the 1st of September 1934. And that game was greeted with cries of UP THE POSH from the crowd. And they gained election to the Football League in 1960, but they've never made it all the way to the top flight. Mostly been in the second tier and third tier of, of the league. And they've yo-yoed recently between Championship and League One. They have an ambitious, some would say over-ambitious chairman in Darrow McAntony. Uh, and since 2009, they have had how many managers? Ten. Seven. They've had seven managers since 2009. Dan Ferguson being the longest serving, and he did four years. He's not. Is he done three spells now? Uh, yeah. yeah uh, two was it? Three? I don't know. I think he's done three. Recently, they've sacked the sixth manager, Dave Robertson. You had a 75% win record. And replaced him with Graham Wesley, who uh, went down like a, a lead brick with the fans. They didn't like him, they didn't like his style of football. Uh, but he now appears to be winning them over. And they're currently 8th on 17 points, so they're above us on, on goals difference. Uh, the last six league games have seen four wins, a draw and a defeat. And they've scored in those games, they've scored 17 goals and only conceded uh, 9. So quite an open attacking team and uh, the best link that I could find between us and Peterborough United was uh, a little bit of a legend that came Jimmy over Bullard. Jimmy Bullard I've got another one for you Go on. you'll remember him early 90s big tall lanky fellow we had on law Drew Broughton Drew Broughton yeah, do you yeah, remember him I do yeah we're going from Norwich did we yeah 
Oh. Did he go to Peterborough after? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we yeah. got him from Norwich. It was it was a shocker, wasn't it? Oh, he was bad. He, he ended up being on six foot four. Yeah, when was at Springfield Park? Yeah, yeah, early 90s. Yeah, yeah. Awful. awful, terrible. Uh, we played Peterborough fifteen times previously. It's not that many, is it? We're not coming across them too often. Uh, we've won nine, drawn five. We've only lost once, so we've not got a bad record. Right, the referee for the game is Oliver Langford. His sister's Bonnie. Hey. <laughs> so for this season, had 12 games, 25 yellows, and one red. And he wrecked us twice last season, we lost them both. <laughs> uh, Norwich down here 1 0, and away to Forest, where we lost 3 0. In both games, he didn't make one booking or sending off. Oh. So, uh, Peterborough, uh, I think it's going to be a draw that game. 1 uh, 3 to the Latics. I think we're going to win 3-1 because I'm going and I'm not going all that way if we're not going to win so we're going to win 3-1 although I have a feeling it's going to be a draw but we're going to win a winning draw Catherine <laughs> sorry Gareth I'll come to you last Catherine 2-0 loss oh, of course sorry. Right. I'm going all the way to uh, you'll enjoy it Cambridge Essex wherever it is South England. Norfolk South England East England Home South East England Rob I think we're going to start winning games me. but I think we're going to draw this oh. but we're, we're going to take four points right the next two right. Sam we could lose it 1-0 oh. Oh, <laughs> we could draw 2 all, or we could win 4-1 I'll go 4-1 that's <laughs> one I think we'll have a, a scrappy 1-0 win go with that Gareth I hope we don't give two goals start again uh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry but we're getting good at it we're also good at draws I'm going for a win for the mighty Latics. Brilliant, brilliant. And just a little question before we, we wrap up on Peterborough. I've done the old Google Earth and I've it round. Directly opposite the ground, there's a pub with a car park and they do meals and there's a drive through KFC. Options. Which one do I choose? Pub. 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 Beer. Pub. I'm driving though. KFC. KFC. <laughs> oh, oh, you, can have, you can have one. What about if I go to the pub? Nip into KFC. And then after the game, went KFC? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. sorted. Yeah. No. They think they're looking good, though. Right, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, so we've got a good Tuesday night. Uh, any other business? Well, there is actually. Uh, Sam had mentioned about the South End trip earlier on, which is on the 28th of November. 28th of November. And. Um, Channel 5 Football Tonight Show are looking for Latics fans to appear specifically on, on that game to coincide with a, a trip down south uh, and they'll arrange transport from London to the studios and then back again if there's enough people interested. Details uh, of what you need to do are on the club's official website, Latics Official, and there's a little link there and you can just click on it and it tells you all about it and how to apply. Gary Caldwell. Gary Caldwell, yeah. Oh, you want me to say something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> right, well, yeah, tomorrow, uh, Thursday, on, on Thursday, Gary Caldwell is holding a little forum with website fanzine editors and some random people, as Ed Jones said, some odd twi tweeters. Now, I don't know if they meant odd people who have been tweeting or people, the odd person off Twitter. The, the, uh, what I'm going to do is, if they'll agree, I'm going to record it. They've let us do it before, and I'll put it through the podcast special tomorrow night. As soon as it's done, so there'll be this podcast, there'll be two podcasts this week. There'll be this one. Oh, some lucky people out there. Yes, there will be some More bang people. for your buck. Yes. Anyway, uh, so there's, I've already had a list of questions. If anybody uh, wants to put anything you've got until... Uh, 3.30 tomorrow afternoon into 6 something on Vital Wigan there is a thread what says <coughs> Q&A with Gary Caldwell if you want me to take anything forward stick it on there uh, and I will even if I don't agree with it I'll, I'll bring it up because um, you know, I'm there to represent other people not just myself so if you want to uh, put anything on you know, just go to that thread uh, Q&A with Gary Caldwell on that note let's wrap this up it's <laughs> a good night from us
Somebody that just loves to learn And another child grows up to be Somebody you just love to burn Mom loves the both of them You see it's in the blood Both kids are good and mom Blood's thicker than the mud It's a family affair It's a family affair Checking each other out. Hey, nobody wants to blow. Nobody wants to be left out. Uh huh. You can't leave 'cause your heart is there. But you, you can't stay 'cause you've been somewhere else. You can't cry 'cause you look broke down. But you're crying anyway 'cause you're all broke down. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. 